to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Today we welcome Mary Catherine Malley. Mary Catherine is Senior Corporate Counsel for Juniper Networks. Her route to this huge role for a global New York Stock Exchange listed multi billion dollar company is the topic of our podcast today. Mary Catherine took an 11 year career break to focus on childcare. She re entered the workforce following a surprising conversation with a neighbor and ended up in a returnship like role for his company. We can't wait to get the details on Mary Catherine's relaunch and the key role networking played in it. Mary Catherine attended our iRelaunch Return to Work conference and a prior iRelaunch event that we ran at Stanford that we will talk about and used the iRelaunch roadmap to guide her relaunch. Mary Catherine, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thank you very much for having me, Carol. I'm just delighted to be here. It's fun to be, you know, having this conversation as opposed to being in a huge audience listening to you on the stage where I was equally inspired. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. And I'm so thrilled to be talking to you at this point after your relaunch and having been to our conferences early on. And I love the idea that the com- the conversation that we're having right now is going to inspire people who were where you were once um, in at that entry level stage coming coming to our events at the beginning of your relaunch journey. So, uh, so happy to be um, talking about all of this. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background and what you did prior to your career break and then what prompted you to step away from the workforce? I am a corporate securities attorney and I practiced for 15 years prior to my break prior to stepping away from my career. I started my career at the Securities and Exchange Commission in Washington in the Division of Corporation Finance and then moved to New York City where I practiced with a large law firm there for two years before returning to Buffalo where I was for nine years. Buffalo is my hometown. So when I say I returned to Buffalo, I also went to to law school in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So while I was there, I also formed a nonprofit with other young professionals interested in economic redevelopment, and that was sort of my second hat, my uh, you know my free time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I have always been invested in my community and invested in my career. So why did I take a break? Well, big change. My husband, who had been driving 400 miles in each direction every week to a a job out of the area, got a job in California where we could all be in the same place. Mm -hmm. So it it was a good time for, and we had two tiny babies. So when we moved to California, I had a three-year-old and a 15-month-old, and we had had a very busy life, and it seemed a nice time to take a break. I knew that I would at some point return to to my career. I just didn't know when. I was ready to enjoy this California adventure and allow him to take a new opportunity. All right, so you've moved across the country, uh, you're in California, you have these two small children and uh, you're on career break now. So 
What happened during that time? When did you decide to re-enter the workforce? And did you have a timetable set up? Or what was that process like? I didn't have a timetable set up. But I was always, I maintained my legal license. So I was continuing to do continuing legal education requirements and and read legal publications so that I was aware of what was going on so that I could relaunch. I didn't even know the term relaunch at the time. I wasn't on, at the time, we weren't sure how long we may would stay in California. So I had in mind that we could potentially be returning to Buffalo at some point. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a clear timetable, whether, you know, where our life would take us, whether we would stay in California or return. But in in that process, I started to get to know, so moved away from what I had done and was beginning to know the new industry where I lived. Lived in Salinas, California, called the Salad Bowl of the World. And, I love that. <laughs> and agriculture and ag tech are the billion dollar industry in my neighborhood. Ah, so okay. I began to learn about what was going on here. In addition to what they call the blue economy going on in Monterey. What does that mean? The blue economy? Everything that happens in the water. Ah, okay. Thank you. So I, le- I began to learn about California and then we're, I'm just down the road from Silicon Valley which about an hour and a half drive. So not close enough for um, having little children at home, but an idea. So I became aware of the industries so that I had a potential, had an, potentially had an opportunity. Got it. And um, can you talk about what year these, this was? And, and then you had mentioned to when we were speaking earlier, what year you attended our iRelaunch Return to Work conference first. So I, re- I came to California in 2005. And the first relaunch conference I attended was 2011. Okay, so you're about six years into your mm-hmm. career break at that time. Right. And what was that experience like at that, at that time in your journey? I was very excited about it. I, my son, at that point, my son was in second grade and my daughter was in fourth grade. So they're past their little babyhoods. And I was starting to think of what's for me, you know, at what point more seriously. And I heard about the iRelaunch conference and it was at Stanford and all of that was exciting to -hmm. travel up the road and to, to engage outside of my community and re-engaged in, you know, with other professionals looking at, I re, at relaunching. So wait, when you, you went into 2011 and it was at Stanford? Feels like earlier than we were at Stanford. But it was maybe- at Stanford. It was, co- it was with Stanford's MBA school and Kellogg. Oh, right. It, that, that was actually, um, it was not an official conference. That was like a half day about career reentry. So that that's right. We did a joint event uh, with Stanford Graduate School of Business and um, Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management, uh, a half day event about relaunching careers. So that's what you must have been at in mm-hmm. 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when I attended the event at Stanford in 2011, I learned a lot. And then I realized that I wasn't ready. 
to relaunch? So this is such an important point because readiness, it's very personal. It's, it's different for every person. And to recognize that you're not ready yet is important in itself. So you realize you weren't ready, but what happened after that conference? Did it change the way you were thinking about how you were spending your time um, or in some way prepping for a future relaunch? Yes, it helped me to strategically consider what I was spending my time doing. Many times uh, the role uh, of a mother with um, school-aged children, you get really involved in their school and their, for me, the scout troops. And I enjoyed that. So in part, it let me be free to really engage in mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, recognize that I wanted to be doing things that were building my skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened between that time and then when you went to the iRelaunch Return to Work conference, the official conference, and that was your second iRelaunch event in uh, 2017? Between then, I had read your book that I had got or I had received at the first conference back on the career track. Mm-hmm. And I had actively begun to consider my relaunch. And I had actively talked to people about wanting to relaunch. And when I, I embraced the concept that when you're ready, you need to tell everyone you know, mm-hmm. that you have to have your everyone maybe is too broad, but many. So people know that that's where you're headed and that's what you're doing. And you become comfortable. You own it. You mm-hmm. own where you're going and why. And I had, uh, I'll tell you a funny story is I was, uh, you know, how we combine work and family and, and balance it all. I was at my son's flag football game and I was walking home and I paused at a na- nearby neighbor's yard as he was cleaning his garage and we were we wound up chatting and I knew that he was involved in the agriculture industry but I didn't actually know his role. I didn't know mm-hmm. he was the CEO of his company. Mm-hmm. And as we talked, it turned out that he also started his career as a lawyer at the Securities mm-hmm. and Exchange Commission in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And I had started my career at the Securities and Exchange Commission in Washington. And we had a shared understanding of what we know. And I was telling him about my relaunch idea. I told him it was my March madness because this was late (laughs) February. Mm -hmm. February in California, you can be cleaning your garage. Not so much in other places (laughs) in the country. Right. But so he said, hey, I have a significant transaction that I'm doing. I could use some help. You're looking to get something on your resume to get yourself going. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. So soon thereafter, I went and and met him and his and others on his management team and then decided to just go with it, jump in and help with these transactions knowing that it was going to be a relatively short opportunity 
Mm-hmm. It wound up being longer than we initially planned and had more work than we initially planned. But it allowed me to get back in, to get back on, you know, software and, mm-hmm. you know, using the newer technology and communicating with every everybody in a different way than, than I had and working my first in-house role. Prior to that, I had worked in the government and in um, large law firms. Wow. So can you talk a little bit about what it was like um, those, those maybe the first six months back? Well, first of all, how long did you end up having that role? What were the first six months like? Um, did you have to get your sea legs again in a legal sense or the continuing education courses you had taken? Were, were those helpful? How did that part of it feel? One, it felt exhilarating. So it was fun. That's great. And it was nearby. So the fact that it was 10 minutes down the road helped tremendously. It was the summer Mm -hmm. of my daughter's eighth grade. So Mm -hmm. not necessarily ideal from a family point of view, but ideal in terms of the time, the original time commitment and the opportunity. So yeah, I had, you know, I def- definitely you're going into a new job. Any new job is is has some time to get used to that the new role. But it, it, again, a little bit different when you're relaunching. And this was an entirely different part of the law or side of legal work than you were doing before. Is that right? Or where where was there um was some connection? There was some connection because I had done. Um, corporate securities and M&A, and this was a divestiture. So so similar okay. skills, but there were other contract work that was a little bit different. So applying my skills differently. And some of it was a little bit perhaps more on the paralegal than the, you know, the partner level that I had had come to in my legal practice previously. So I was, I was everything, right? We had outside counsel, so that was also a wonderful opportunity to interact with them. But it was my first time being on that side of the table. I see. And so um, you were you were pretty senior when you left the workforce. So yes. you were already a partner at your law firm, yes. and now you're doing legal work, which you're saying encompasses everything from um, the the strategy and and the and the drafting and the thinking uh, itself um and also a whole bunch of other roles that you might have been held by someone on a team that that you were head of in the past correct and and that was so that took some getting used to but i have to say i enjoyed it all yeah i i think that's something else when you're relaunching is that you can have that perspective and if you're approaching it from a position of curiosity and excitement, like it sounds like you were, then it's, it doesn't really matter exactly what you're, you're doing in terms of level or type of role, you're doing all of it. um, And, uh, and you're ramping up at the same time. So um, after how long were you there when you felt like you would, you had been there the whole time, like, it, it didn't feel like you were ramping up anymore? I would say definitely by the fall. So I started in May and we were 
you know, closing those transactions. There was a couple of different things that then wound up happening. In addition to the first goal that I had, there were other, you know, with every company, there's always something else going on. So I, I took on some other projects. And in the fall, we were celebrating success on several of them. So I think at that point, I really felt like part of the team. Can you um, talk about the role that uh, professional associations and networking played uh, in your relaunch and ultimately how the the people you met through those connections um, helped you land the current role that you have at Juniper Networks? Networking is and was key. I think it's sort of funny that I'm at a networking company uh, because the network is key to me. Not only that's great, you know, us talking now yeah. uh, through the network, but when I started with with the produce company, I uh, was called Organic Girl. When I started there, I also joined the Association of Corporate Counsel. And some of these things, when you're relaunching, may not be covered by your new company, may not be offering that as a benefit. But mm-hmm. at this point, then I had had an income. So I joined that association of corporate counsel and I started attending uh, continuing legal education events in Silicon Valley. At that point, they were all in person. There wasn't any virtual option, but it also right. gave me the opportunity to go up and meet people. And those people opened new doors for me. And then I also, knowing that my returnship was going to be of a limited duration, I used that opportunity to continue connecting. So we had outside counsel. I told outside counsel what my goals were. They introduced me to uh, an associate on their team who had joined them through the on-ramp fellowship. When I went to, I, I decided, you know, they introduced us. I was going up to meet to meet her for lunch. and. In my prep, I realized that she was involved with an organization called Leading Women in Technology that had a leadership program. So I then applied for that after talking to her and learning more about it. I saw that was a good opportunity for me, again, self-funded. So they do have some um, financial support available. So I was able to benefit from the connection of the in-house counsel whom opened a door for me. Then I joined, then I applied for and joined the Leading Women in Technology Willpower Program in San Jose, Palo Alto. And then I also, it wasn't just, you know, those through my current connections, but it was reaching back, thinking who else in my either career connections or law school or alumni associations, who should I be talking to? So I reached out to a friend who is probably among the best networkers in the corporate and securities world. And um, he had a women's 100 conference in Palo Alto. And when I, I say Brock Romanek is a very good friend of mine. So when I reached out to Brock and he really encouraged me. And said, hey, you know, here's an opportunity to come to my Women's 100 conference. And I went to that. 
And it was there that I made additional contacts, including my predecessor at Juniper Networks. Mm, So as I mentioned to you, Carol, that there is a wonderful Google group um, called the Bay Area In-House Lawyers. And she had posted that she was leaving her opportunity. So I made that connection through my my uh, a connection through my uh, SEC alumni friend mm-hmm. who was now had a new opportunity in my neighborhood, essentially, but up in Palo Alto, at, who who opened a new door for me, and then it was through the joining, so reaching out and joining the Bay Area in-house lawyers group because mm-hmm. I was at Organic Girl, so I had that opportunity, and then through that was able to interview at Juniper Networks and our prior jun- prior general counsel also happened to be from Buffalo New York and had gone to the State University of New York at Buffalo Law School and mm-hmm. we had friends in common we didn't know each other prior to that although interestingly LinkedIn had recommended us as to connect and I was connected to him I didn't know him yeah. Because I saw that we had we were had similar similar connections. Yeah, I love all these connections, and they're they're kind of random, but but you know they're all coming together here. And I also just want to note that Bay Area in house law- lawyers. The acronym is Bail. I, I thought that <laughs> it's very creative. Creative and lawyers yeah. are creative. Good sense of humor too. It's really good. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so um, it turns so you end up um, in interviewing, and you you had you're connected with the person who's outgoing in the position. You're connected with the more senior lawyer of the, in the group through um, your law school and um, and being from Buffalo. And then ultimately, it sounds like you got hired for that role. Yes, then. so I, I was hired at Juniper Networks three years ago, and into this corporate securities area. So exactly in my field. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a tremendous opportunity. And, you know, I'm able to bring, so that where we talked earlier, Carol, about going into my first in-house role and doing it all. In, in my current role, you, I'm doing it all also. Mm-hmm. So it's what I learned there at Organic Girl. I'm using at Juniper Networks. What I had used, what I had developed in my practice in Buffalo and New York and the SEC is all relevant to my practice today. So there's not, you never know what mm-hmm. that prior experience will lend to your future experience. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so I'm curious, you're, um, five or so years into your relaunch. And I'm curious how long you personally have um, held on or not held on to your relauncher identity. Can you please comment on that? I think the relauncher identity is part of my career portfolio. Mm -hmm. Sort of like being an alumni of, Mm -hmm. of your college. You're always part of that college experience. You're always part of you know where you come from so the i relaunch journey is really part of who i am it informs me it informs me in working with my colleagues who have little ones now and also 
I was recently asked to head up the um, Juniper Network's Legal Organization Inclusion and Diversity Committee. I'm mm-hmm. co-chair on that. And it's very meaningful to me. So inclusion means relaunchers mm-hmm. in part as in part of, you know, as part of inclusion. And it's very important to me to help other relaunchers. And that's one reason why telling my story, uh, the way I can, can I tell you, Carol, how we connected was my, I was contacted by an organization called the Modern Council to have an article about my legal career. And the point I really wanted to make about my career is the pivots that I mm-hmm. that I've made from you know in each point in my journey, including the relaunch. And that's where I you know, reconnected with you through that Modern Council article. I really benefited from those stories in you know in the back on the career track book as well as the many men and women on the stage at the Stanford Relaunch Conference. Yeah, very inspiring. And so I love this comment, Mary Catherine, that you're saying about, you know, you're in your role now and you're thinking about hiring other relaunchers because this was part of the original vision that Vivian Rabin and I, Vivian, uh, co-founder of I Relaunch With Me and co-author of Back on the Career Track, that we had um, at the outset that once there were a critical mass of relaunchers or, or any relaunchers inside an organization, then they would be uh, open to and interested in hiring more relaunchers. And that would be part of the institutional shift that, that would happen um, as a result. So uh, it's it's really, uh, it's notable to me that, that that's exactly what you're talking about in, in your particular situation. Mary Catherine, we are moving into the final part of our interview right now, and I want to end by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? I think my best piece of advice are two pieces that I will put together from two parts of my life. One is allow for the opportunity. The other is be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Those are those are excellent. And when you're saying allow for the opportunity, do you mean that the opportunity comes along because of what you create for yourself? Or did you mean something else by that? One part is by what you create for yourself. And another is sometimes we think I can't do it because. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why can't you? And how could you? Sometimes it's because we need to hire someone to help us to make the opportunity so that you can step back into your career. I'll say my my daughter now is a a freshman, sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes I've thought, oh, did I do this? At, did I relaunch at the right time? And she mm-hmm. said to me, mom, think of the opportunities you have created because you relaunched. 
not only for yourself, but for our family. Wow. I love that. Um, it's always so meaningful for us to hear from family members, spouses or partners and children, um, especially like adult children who are now looking back on the time when their parent relaunched. And that's, that's a wonder, that's wonderful. That must make you feel great. Definitely. Yeah. And being true to yourself is take on, there could be lots of different roles you can take on, but being true to yourself is take on the one that fits best. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And in order to do that, you have to do the hard work to figure out where your interests and skills are strongest now, uh, where you think you can add the most value. And that's a part of the relaunch process that sometimes people want to skip, but it actually drives everything else in the process. So really, really great advice. Mary Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be included. And thanks for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. For more information on I Relaunch conferences and events, to sign up for our job board and access our return to work tools and resources, go to irelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.